You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. I do not want to talk about the Hornets barely clinging on to the eight seed as it stands right now. We're going to do that for the next two segments. But what I really want to do is fly through these things so we can get to the third segment and discuss Jay Cole's dropped album. We can discuss how it is different than the way other people are releasing albums. I want to talk music in the third segment. We also did a very, very bad, huge, big disservice to one Stevie Wonder yesterday who celebrated his 71st birthday. I want to get to all of that in the third segment. I don't know if that's a tease for you. I don't know if that's something that you My guys want to peaked. listen to. So that's all that matters. My interest is peaked. Mine is peaked as well. Well, and this is how it is between you and I. We probably get up for music and other interesting sports topics as well, but we both get up for the music topics that we will have every so often. And the third segment is going to include all of that. But instead, in the first segment, we're going to discuss the Hornets' loss to the Clippers after giving us some type of hope. In the first half, I don't know how hopeful you were. I don't know if you knew that was fool's gold, but they went into the locker room up three points at halftime. Now, it wasn't a very good offensive performance from really either of these teams. Clippers scored 31 in the first, but not it was only it was the Clippers only scoring 13 points in the second. So the Hornets, they go into the locker room. They're up three. And I thought you had the perfect tweet describing how this game played out. Because I was thinking the same thing, and I just didn't put it out there and end that way. You said it was just a long, long, subtle, almost chokehold that slowly killed the Hornets. And that's exactly what happened. We just saw the Hornets continue to ever so slightly drown. And, oh, they're down 10. Oh, okay, they're they're down 13 now. All right, let's make a run. Mm, almost 18, almost 20. Okay, boom, 23. Hornets lose by 23 after being up three at halftime and they score the Hornets score 13 points in the fourth quarter. Not all that unlike the Pelicans game when they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter and squandered that opportunity. It is tough. Nada. It is tough for the Hornets right now. And they barely cling on to the eight seed because Indiana lost to Milwaukee and the Wiz lost to the Hawks once again. Yes. At this point. And the funny part is you didn't even bring up the most heartbreaking part of that. That second half run was helped fuel by one Nikola Butum, who the Hornets are paying $10 million, uh, I'm sorry, $9 million yeah. to go away. Like that third quarter mm. where Nicholas Batum gets wide open in the corner, bang, hits another one front, hits another three, bang. Then the block slash jump ball that was improperly called. And then it was just, it was a litany of things, but watching mm-hmm. that dude just bury, help bury you and knowing it was coming. Cause I, I knew that he was going to do something. And I was like, why are y'all booing him when he can, he can make you help make you miserable. 
and they kept booing him. And you know what happened after a while? They stopped booing him. I wonder why. Like, like man, that- 11 points, four of six from the field. He hit a couple of three pointers. Also, there were some buckets he hit to help keep them at bay. James Borrego, after the game, said Batum hit a couple shots that were the deciding factor. He referenced a couple of threes from Reggie Jackson, and he also referenced a couple of the plays that Nick Batum made. And Nick covers his mouth, covers his face with his hands, but you can see him smiling before his hand gets to his face because you know how much he enjoyed those moments. Pat Bev, the ultimate hype man, flavor flave of the guards in the NBA, is looking all over Spectrum Center and pointing to Nick Batum saying, he's got y'all tonight. He's got y'all revving up his guy. And nobody was a fan of this. Every Hornet fan, including Eric Collins and Del Curry, we're frustrated yes. by this. Even they were throwing some shade at Nick Batum for actually attempting shots, let alone making it. Here's them. the thing. If you were a Hornets fan, this was the only, like, I remember when the second half of the schedule came out, we talked about this, Walker, where this was obvious that he was going to do this to them. This was so obvious. And the only people that were seemed to be surprised are Hornets fans that were in the building. That's the only group that was surprised. Like everybody, I, and I understand why people have their mis, their anger towards that man. I need y'all to stop. Let that hate in your heart go. The man is in L.A. He's in a better city. He is again sunshine, palm trees, and he's probably going to compete at least in the in two rounds this year. So let that man go. Let it go, please, because. I knew the minute y'all came, they came out there booing him, I was like, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. And guess what it did? It hurt a lot. Watching this team slowly get choked out, and then while Kawhi and PG and Raj, Rajon Rondo, who became Ray Allen last night, let's not forget about that part. That was just bonkers. Like, between all of that, like, you had all of that go on, and then... PG's choking you out. Kawhi ain't even do much. He's helping choking you out. And while they're choking you out, Nick Batum is landing those body blows to take that extra oxygen out from under you. And it, it's just brutal. Just brutal. I mean, like, it's not that I thought they were going to beat the Clippers anyway. I, I thought the Clippers would win, but they gave me hope at the end of the first half. And then that's when Paul George started to go off. He hit a couple of threes. They each took their turn just coming up into the Hornets and punching him in the face. That's what happened. We'll get into some of the other the, some of the other bad stats for the Charlotte Hornets last night. Guys that are on the downtrend. We could get to some good news, though, about one player in particular possibly coming back. That's coming up in the second segment of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Bet Online AG. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing and you can track all of the action at bet online this week we've got tons of sports action going of course the uh, uh you've got all of the regular season matchups happening and also the nhl the postseason it's going to be starting soon as well as the nba postseason starting soon so don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get it on the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs and you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Promo code locked on. A couple more segments to go here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. 
This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? Some of the flavors that we have out right now with Built Bar, it's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, so many other good ones. There's something for everyone. My favorite flavor is usually the limited time ones. All the ones that they usually release for a little bit of time is the one that I choose over the staples, and I think they know it. They know how good it is, so it has you coming back, and then they just receive or they give you a different flavor of the month. It's fantastic. And the good news is it's healthy for you too. Tons of protein, high in fiber, low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories, all the good healthy stuff for you as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Nada, we've got some guys on bad trends now and Devontae, he's been hot and cold all year. There was you know, probably more cold streaks than hot streaks for Devontae. It's kind of evened out to a three-point percentage, but cold night for him last night. Only one field goal he made. Yes. Terry didn't give you a good shooting night. Nope. PJ, the last three games, has not shot the ball well at all, certainly from distance. Um, it, when all of that happens, it, it's going to be really tough to score and going to be really tough to win, let alone LaMelo, right? Like LaMelo was somebody that showed up for you uh, offensively hitting some shots against the Clippers. But the previous game, he only had one field goal, and that's when Devonte actually went off. So all of these players, they're not giving you consistency and they're not giving you a good night on the same night. And that's what's hurting the Hornets most right now. And PJ is somebody that was so hot for really the last month, the last three games. It's been a different story. No, it's absolutely been a different story. And it's funny because I was thinking about this, like as you're talking and I, this is going to sound crazy. I, I get, you want to go to crazy town with me on, on, on a theory or something that I think maybe the Hornets should consider. You want to go there? Um, Let's go to crazy town. Sure. I'm a little scared, but that's fine. What if you basically conceded the Knicks game? And said, what if you just rested everybody up and just geared up hardcore for Washington? Yeah. Because I think that's where I kind of am right now is that I really want to focus on beating Washington. If that means my, again, if that means miles gets, 15, 20 minutes to get his win back, get his cardio back. But everybody else, light minutes and play a lot of heavy Nick Richards, play a lot of heavy, um, a lot of the young guys heavy minutes. Yo, I'm kind of okay with that. I don't think they can beat the Knicks if the Knicks are actually going to try. And I also think that as we saw the last time they played the Knicks, that counted for two losses because the physical def- – the way they are and as physical as they are, is it worth it to go through that meat grinder and that possibly cost you two games and that potentially costing you at least the nine seed if not, again, falling all the way to ten? That's my concern with this because if, yeah. if Washington wins, then there's a chance you go to ten and now instead of having two shots at it, 
now you're on the road for both of these. At least get a home game out of this. That's my thing. If if it's about preserving the eight or at least guaranteeing yourself one home game in this entire scenario, then I would much rather go that route rather than go, again, go hard for the Knicks game and then go hard for the Washington game and then probably end up losing the first play-in because that's the way it looks like right now. I have to allow you to be alone on this plane ride to crazy town. I am not interested in basically throwing the New York Knicks game. I understand that you can be worried about the Knicks physicality causing a lot of strenuous activity for the Charlotte Hornets and then maybe come up with a close loss, only hurting the second night of a back-to-back against the real team they're facing with Washington and all of this, along with Indiana, but you don't you don't play them head-to-head. But I don't think it's crazy to think Indiana could beat the Lakers, even with that story being huge if the Lakers lose, right? I, I don't think it's crazy. And then you've got Indiana taking on Toronto at the end of all of this. There's a reason the Raptors are eliminated from playoff contention already. Washington, they'll go up against Cleveland. So I expect them to win against the Cavaliers. And if you lose to the Knicks, that's so much putting all of your eggs in the I'm going to beat the Wizards basket when you know probably Indiana is going to win one, maybe two. You know Washington is going to win one against the Clippers, or excuse me, not against the Clippers, against the Cavaliers. I, I You got to try to win this game against New York, Nada. Like I know at least even if it is the Cavs, at least you know the Wiz are going to be coming off the second night of a back-to-back as well. And that should be at least somewhat enough to at least even the playing field, even the rest advantage. Yes, even if you have to play harder against the Knicks, the rest advantage isn't going to be that different for me to just say, you know what, I'm going to throw this game against the Knicks and put all my eggs in the whiz basket. See, I, I get it. I get why I'm, again, all alone on the plane to crazy town. Uh, like I said, but, I do, but the thing is I do worry about the physicality and if that ends up exacerbating the situation against the Washington Wizards where it's a win or you're in – because I could see them dropping all the way to 10. I can see that happening. I also mm. am willing to put the – because the Cavs are in a situation where I'm not sure that they can they can hurt their seating. I mean, they beat who they beat. I forgot who they beat the last. Like who they surprisingly beat and helped us. Oh, that's right, they beat the Celtics. Boston. So yeah, I am. I am. I I might be willing to put my my fate in the hands of the of the Cleveland Cavaliers one more time. Just one more time. There's a reason you were so hesitant. You were you were actively thinking that out in your head. Should I put this on record? Should I put that out there into the universe saying I am okay with putting my fate in the hands of one Cleveland? And you went with it, Nada. That's yes, another ticket to crazy town. Yes. I. Look, You've made that your thing. home. Desperation. <laughs> desperation makes people crazy. Desperation absolutely makes people crazy. And you know what? That's okay. It's been so hard to get this last damn win, and the Hornets have been sliding. Uh, the, the Hornets have, have done a pretty nice job of finding ways to at least stay afloat during all of the injuries. And I think what you're seeing is a lot of fatigue. PJ gave you all he could offensively for a month. The shooting, is it's gone right now. Hopefully he can get that back, but it's gone right now. 
Terry had a nice week and a half or so of, of resurrecting what had been a really good season. And then you see what happened last night. We know about Devante gave you one good game and then only one field goal against the Clippers. LaMelo has been off and on ever since coming back from the broken wrist. I mean, it's it's tough uh, for the Hornets to try to find a way to get this last win. Your your hope is that Bradley Beal means so much to Washington, and he does that they just completely implode against Cleveland again. And it's not like they're imploding against Atlanta, they but they lost a couple of those games to the Hawks. It It's so tough. Like, here we are yeah. uh, just clinging on for dear life to this, to be, for the eight seed to try to get in. And it's been so frustrating. And the fourth quarter thing, Nada, you know, against the Pelicans, you're going to get frustrated against the Clippers only scoring four or 13 points. But against the Pelicans, only scoring yeah. 14 against a team that, while yes, they've got some nice talent, they were sitting on the sidelines in that game. And the Hornets scored 13 points against a team that didn't have Zion or Brandon Ingram out there. And you, th- that's the one that hurts, man. That That's the real bad loss in all of this that we're going to look at. If, if the Hornets don't get the eight seed, right? I think we're all going to be looking at that Pelicans loss, seeing how badly they performed in the fourth quarter against a team that's eliminated from playoff contention that did not have their two best players and say, yeah, that's the one that hurts the most when we were trying to race for the eight seed. No, uh, I don't disagree. I mean, we said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that that's a still impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's like say. Kings, of, <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. Totally different. Oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, yes, yeah, so I did. I just had Kings of Leon slander again. Y'all, the five of you that care will deal with it. Um, I was gonna say I'm not one of them. I'm cool. Exactly. I, I just I can, I'll laugh at it. You're you're not a, you're not offending me by any means. But yeah, I will definitely laugh at it. And and that's the one. Not a like you can. It's it's what we knew about heading into this last five game stretch. We knew the Clippers were going to be tough. We knew the New York Knicks were going to be tough. It was the Pelicans game that you thought here we go. Th- this is our opportunity. And now if if you can't get one win and then you again you look at that game against new orleans that's the one that's going to hurt the most we'll see how it goes down so many ways that this could shake with three teams trying to fight for it the good news is the hornets own the tiebreaker because they had already done enough work beforehand to be in uh, a beneficial spot one more win not a just one more win can they get it that's what we'll be talking about uh today and that's what we'll be talking about on Monday when we actually have that answer. It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We got one more segment. Here are music reviews coming up next. Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a funk master flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked on Today podcast, can the New York Mets follow in the New York Knicks footsteps? That's the question of the day. A New York centric podcast. You're going to be listening to that, Nada, or is that too much pain usually for you to hear? And are you just going to deny yourself some of the hope that they're trying to give you? I'm not that homesick, Walker. I'm not that home. Again, when I get homesick, I get homesick for certain things. I get homesick for the subway. I get homesick for grimy, gutty, 
like where there's like porn on 42nd Street, Times Square. I get I, I get homesick like that. I don't get homesick for the Mets. The Mets are nothing but pain. That's all it is. <laughs> They're going to, like Mets fans and Hornets fans have a significant flavor to them, and and I already choose to get my paint from this team. Why would I subscribe mm-hmm. to another one? Hmm? Fair enough. Fair enough. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today pod on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Not a not all that unlike you. J. Cole reps both towns, New York and North Carolina, both at least regions with him being from Fayetteville, also will rep New York kind of like you do. And he released an album yesterday, the offseason. We've all been kind of waiting for J. Cole to release this. The last one he released was KOD. God, was that 2018? He put that out there. Yes. Was that 2017? Was it that long? I think it was 2017. I can't remember, but it was. I think it was 2018. Um, and you were not a fan. I, I think I think that album was kind of hit or miss. It wasn't Born Center. It wasn't Forest Hills, Forest Hills Drives for everybody. It wasn't the warm up for everyone. But I still think the J. Cole stands liked it enough. And there's a lot out there. J. Yes, Cole still are. resonates. I, I think he resonates only on a level that Kendrick Lamar surpasses, at least to the mainstream right now. Is that fair to say that um. that? On the mainstream Drake. Drake. Yeah, Drake. Drake is true, too. I I think even though you can still break those up, we can still love Drake. But I think when people that the purest, right, the pinky out, this is the purest of rap artists right now. I think you put Kendrick and J. Cole in the top tier category and Drake could be in a top tier of whatever that is. But I think J. Cole and Kendrick are there. We're still waiting on an album from Kendrick. We haven't gotten that since damn. And I think that that was all the way back in 2017. If uh, I'm it was not 2017 because I remember Whew, where I was when I listened to it. Same. <laughs> same. Anyways, KOD was released and it was kind of hit or miss. And I don't think anybody would put that above Forest Hills Driver Born Center, like I was saying. But the no. offseason is released. It's getting a lot of hype. Only been out for basically, I mean, what, 12, 12 hours. hours? Not even. 12 hours. Nada, you're not even the biggest J. Cole fan out there, and you are a big old fan of what you've heard so far, and you've digested this a couple times. I've digested this album twice, and I think it's his best work. And I like I love this album. I love it. it. Like it starts off with the camera like he this was one of those where you could tell he because normally he does his own beats. He does again, he has his own little team and Dreamville is very, very good at what they do. But he outsourced most of the work on this one. And you can tell he did most... The only real heavy lifting he did was in the rhymes. And it came out to a focused, hungry... Because you can hear the hunger. You can hear the energy. You can hear the creativity. And this is one of those times where... And I hate to sound like an old man. But I'm old enough to remember when it wasn't like a year in between releases and it wasn't, we weren't treating albums like mixtapes albums meant something. And for J Cole to take his time to craft this, to spend a good two and a half, three years to put this album together. And some, somehow I think the pandemic helped this like the track listing is tight. It's 40 minutes. It ends on like a like like the album starts with Cameron in there, and then you got the little John put it your does, hood yeah. up. You got you got the little John put your hood up sample, and then it ends on a TD Jakes sample, and done really really well by the way. Like 
this album is so, 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 so dope. So dope. Prophesizing and- off your CDs and tapes. Yeah, for me, what it was when I, I what I did last night, I had to work on sports centers to get ready for the next morning. And I was listening to basically the first four or five songs. I, I hated doing that, but I couldn't help myself because the album was so anticipated. What I usually do when anybody drops something, I usually will, whatever free time that I have, I'll take it all in. You know, the last time, um, Who Made the Sunshine, when West Side Gun came out with that album, I walked around Uptown Charlotte with my AirPods in and just started banging to the city of Charlotte walking around it. Like, I love that. I am in my element when a new album drops. And so I went away from that like an idiot. And I was listening to it because I couldn't wait anymore. And I was working on other things. I wasn't listening diligently. I didn't have my AirPods in. It was just off the speaker of my iPhone. And I only heard four or five songs. I've not gone all the way through it. And I had seen the reviews. I've seen all the Twitter accounts say how much they loved it, how much it was so, so great. And that's why I was so hesitant because from what I heard, granted, not diligently, not with any good channel to my ear, I wasn't crazy impressed like I was with the other albums. Now, I don't want everyone to jump in my mention saying, Walker, you have no taste in music. Well, because everybody loves this album so much, but that's the only way I've heard it. I will not give my final grade, final evaluation of this because, again, I've still got like seven songs, like eight songs to get to. And so that's when I can give it a, a fair shot. But you even say like you heard hints of Tribe Called Quest, which I mean, I've got a freaking hoodie of Tribe Called yes, Quest. I worship Q-Tip. I am that typical white into hip hop guy, but I can't help it. This is who I am. If I heard some jazz elements like that, I would have been all for it. And I did not hear that as far as what I was listening to. Granted, not with the same kind of attention you did. Yeah. Like at this point, like the thing is, this is one, this is one of those times where I get, I was very, very like my insomnia happened to help me out. And I was listening mm-hmm. to this album twice. And then like the final song is still on, stuck on repeat, and I'll probably listen to this album again as soon as we're done recording. Like, I, uh, I, I, I honestly, the big thing about it is just like I said, the craft, the care. Because there's a group that we both love, Griselda, that mm-hmm. runs everything, like puts something out. It feels like every two weeks, and I'm just wondering when they're gonna run out of beats. Because it's like I said, it's never good, but <laughs> like I, I need them to give me a little bit of time to breathe because I can't have all this stuff be just like fast food. It can't be. You can't have the McDonald's French fries a wrap, unfortunately. And I, that's where yeah. I'm afraid that we're headed. Yeah, and and you brought up the the frequency of the album release because Griselda, I mean, they're pumping out content constantly, right? They are processing this as fast as they can, and they're putting it out there immediately. When you talk about album candidates of the year, they're trying to put out like three or four or even five per artist per year. Conway, I mean, you know, he released a, a new one just not even a month ago. And that was already after, what was it, from King to a God or whatever that album was that was so damn good from Conway. It was better than this most recent one he released. And then Benny the Butcher, he comes out with Plugs too, which I really liked, by the way. Mm -hmm. But you're right. like You do have to wait for it a little more. And and the albums do have to mean something more so. And they do when you wait. And and I, 
I, I like the the novelty of what Griselda does. One, I I love Benny. Yeah, I because love, it's grimy uh, New York hip. It's grimy yeah. New York hip hop, and that's why I love it. But <laughs> right, at the same right. time, I can only con- like consume so much of it. It's like the best way to say is best way to put it is grimy New York hip hop is like really really good fried shrimp. You can have a whole lot of it. At a certain point, you're gonna get iodine poisoning, and you're gonna get sick. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna and you're gonna clog your arteries and you're gonna die at forty. It, is it great? No. It, no. Is is it great that you're dying at forty? No. But is it worth it? Yeah, probably. Well, and Westside I think embodies that more, just because you know I think Conway is insane. I actually think it used to be Benny for me. I think Conway with that King to a God album passed Benny, and I and I love Benny, but. When Conway came out with that album earlier this year, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give him the crown. But as far as the Griselda, uh, Griselda acts follow. But then when I go to, um, you know, West Side Gun, like there are things that I love about what he does to a song. Not that there are some things he'll do that just kind of like bring a song <laughs> down to me. Yes. You know, like that when he Absolutely. when he tries to sing on some stuff and that high pitched voice, I love it. It's so it's so hit or miss. I think he is the fried shrimp you're talking about more than Benny and more than Conway. Because I Very I can true. take my Conway and Benny uh, w- w- way more. But but the West Side that's the that's the pint of Ben and Jerry's that I'm going to. But if I eat way too much of it, then I'm gonna feel sick and I don't want to have it anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, Conway and Benny don't hit that way. No, but at the same time, it's literally like I grew up with this. I understand it. I love it. There's only mm-hmm. so much I can consume. Like, period. There's only so much so much 90s-style, gritty hip-hop that I can consume before it's like, okay, I need to not get in this mode or mindset where I feel like I'm going to rob somebody at 2 o'clock in, in the middle of the broad daylight. So, <laughs> so How about Conway's sports references, though, too? Like, he's the they, best they doing good. it in that realm, they right? Are, yeah, yeah, he is He is the best. He he took he took over the uh, Gucci, like, the Gucci Joe Budden lane where, like, they were really good at, at sports punchlines and metaphors and everything else like that. Yeah, Lil Wayne was trying to do that. You know, he, he I, what was it? I'm in a way you can't pass like Aaron Brooks or something. When Aaron Brooks gets a shout out like that, yeah. you know, Lil Wayne is going to go heavy into the sports references. Before we end, of course, we have to discuss this because my show, it, my entire Sports Center CLT show yesterday was dedicated to Stevie Wonder. I threw some EPMD in there as well because it was PMD's birthday um, from I don't even know what day it was. So I, I gave you that segment, but Stevie Wonder turned 71 yesterday in my opinion and i don't have all of the knowledge in the world and i admit that but in my opinion the best musician of all time my favorite musician of all time certainly is stevie wonder and every single year you see at least whoever depends on who you follow but the twitter timeline of people that you follow that listen to any kind of music they are going to talk about stevie in a way that they don't talk about other artists and so i made sure that i dedicated everything that i did yesterday with all the instrumentals i played three per segment had to loop some of them myself to try to make sure i could salvage something there because i would want certain songs but not a Stevie uh, for me, like tons of songs in the key of life. When I, I would, I would listen to that going to and from school. It's the thing that my mom would play that I, that I craved that I still crave at 28 years old that I'm still trying to rock to. And so Stevie wonder man, happy birthday to him. And I know you got some of the similar feelings I do. 
Dog, let me put it this way. Shout out to Spencer Hall for putting up the superstition, like the clear prime Stevie <laughs> Wonder superstition performance at friggin' Sesame Street, where the yeah. man basically had a six-minute version of superstition that I listened to <laughs> about five, six times in oh a loop God. that I had never seen before now. And I was just like, there's a little kid that um there's a little kid in red that is just getting his entire 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 life to to that song and i mm-hmm. that, i felt that i spiritually i felt that like getting your life to stevie wonder superstition they again the ad libs there is like walker here's the thing i have a this is my theory if you do not believe that stevie wonder is the greatest living musician right now i can't talk music with you i can't like you're get some if you tell me Clapton, I'm just going to slap you. If you tell like there's no one <laughs> like like don't don't tell me Bruce yeah. Springsteen. Don't give me the typical sports writer. Hey, uh, the sports writers that are listening right now are angry at you for the Springsteen slander. And they can kiss my entire ass. Uh, <laughs> like like let me again. Stevie Wonder is the greatest living musician ever. Like like greatest living musician right now because. And before that, you can make the case that it was James Brown. Like, think about the run that. Well, and Bomani would tell you Prince is in this conversation as well. Yeah, Prince is in this conversation too. But think about the run that. When he's not living, but go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. There's that part. There's that part too. (laughs) Think about the run that Stevie had in the seventies. Like, think about like think about the discography, and I, I'm trying to pull this up, and I'm, I'm mad at myself that I don't know this. Well, I mean, so, and I did this a little bit yesterday. J- just the fact that songs in the key of life, God, that was was that a double digit out? Like he was, was in double, the double, double digits. I, and, and well, it was a double disc, yes. But w- was he already into the double digits of albums released at that point before I, he even gets to his mag? Like, like, uh, and and well, and that's considered his magnum opus on top is. of other albums that he released, which is just nuts. That that's the best, and and I I think that's the best album of all time. You know, for me, I would put it there. I, I, Rolling Stone put it number four, but for me, it's number one. And for that to be the best album of all time compared to the other ones that he's done, where that yeah. would be, he's got like four. That would be everybody else's magnum opus, leaps and bounds. And yet here he's got songs in the key and uh, songs in the key of life that are ahead of that. Yeah, thank you for stalling for time for me. So on this one, so you got yes. Talking Book, nineteen seventy two. Next, the next year, Inner Visions comes out. That that's the one, right? Fulfilling this f- first finale, which has a lot of bangers on it, and then songs in the key of life. This man dropped four straight heaters, four in yeah. the span of four years. The greatest run that we have ever seen. I do not want to hear anybody else to the contrary you're not going to take like there's nobody else i love kendrick he's never done it i love jay he's never done it i love prince prince like doesn't have four prince is close like i don't like the debut album from prince if i'm if i'm really honest and as much as i love like underneath under the cherry moon soundtrack eh, and graffiti yeah like there, there's there's misses. Like we're talking about four straight genre changing albums. 
that's what Stevie. That, that, that's about. the thing. That's the thing, Nada. It's influence. Genre changing albums across multiple platforms of music. I, that's it's nuts, man. What Stevie, what Stevie did, and that's why I will continue every next year, May thirteenth. If you want to listen to some more Stevie stuff, we are going to discuss it once again and have something very similar to this conversation. All right, that'll do it. That's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to the third segment. Uh, because it was depressing. Uh, the Hornets, we just need one win, and they're not giving it to us right now. Hopefully, they can find a way to do it this weekend. They'll play the Knicks Saturday, and then it's the Wizards the second night of a back-to-back. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap it all and talk about one play-in matchup. We will be discussing some sort of postseason. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Always appreciate Built Bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA or really any other show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Once again, have a great weekend, and we will be back with you on Monday.